Good day, everybody. This is Dan Young with Total Wellness Radio, and you are tuned into the Mark the Shark MMA Show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30-day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmatched selection of audio programs. Download a title for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show. Hi everyone, I am your host, Mark Ritoro, and welcome to the Mark the Shark MMA Show, where every week we talk about the wonderful sport of, of mixed martial arts. Today we will review both the most recent and upcoming events and MMA news. Each episode, the format may be changed, but you will always be entertained. There will be interviews with special guests, along with special insights on the sport from our guest host. We'll also give our picks as to who we think will win the next uh, UFC main event. Remember to keep listening to the show because at the end of the show, we will show you, the listeners, how to win a special prize each week. Also, make sure to follow us on Facebook for news and latest updates for future episodes. Also, we appreciate any donations from our listeners to keep this podcast up and running. You can make a donation by going to anchor.fm slash show, And that's Mark spelled with a C and not a K. Also, we'd be looking for guests to appear on our show along with people who want to act as a sponsor and promote their product and brand. For more information, just contact me on the Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. Also, as a plug-in, if you're looking for a good action thriller novel to read, check out the book called The Cabal. The cycle begins. You can find it on both the Amazon and Barnes & Noble website. It's also available in Kindle format, paperback, and audio book format. If you're looking for a good book for your kid to read, Check out the books written by a young girl by the name of Christina Ritorio. She has two books out on the market, both on the Amazon and Barnes & Noble website. Her books are called I Am a Survivor and Invisible Girl. As of now, only The Invisible Girl is available in audiobook format on both on iTunes, Amazon, and Audible. Okay, everyone. Thanks for joining us. Keep on listening. We'll begin shortly after this break. guys we're back at the show live we have today eddie aguiar from florida he's an mma fighter how are you doing today eddie i'm doing pretty good 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 how's florida florida is awesome man it's nice and sunny nice ocean breeze here in the keys it's awesome yeah it's a little it's a little uh it's warm today but it, it's cloudy so other than that it's pretty good and then I just got a couple of questions for you today. So at what age did you uh, start martial arts? Um, that's actually uh, has two answers for that question. Um, when I was in elementary school, about first or second grade, my older brother, Lionel Perez, started doing jujitsu. And uh, once he got his blue belt, he taught me how to take someone's back, use a rear naked choke, and a couple of just little basic jujitsu things. Um, 
I never really stuck with it, but those moves stuck with me. So growing up as a kid, I would get into fights and whenever kids would start like beating me up, I would take their back and choke them out. Um, when I really, really started to train was when I was about 17. I was in high school. My brother was a uh, brown belt at the time. And uh, I decided I wanted to try to get a six pack and look good for the girls. And, uh, <laughs> and I kind of jumped in head first and haven't stopped training since. Okay. So your first martial art was a uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu, right? Yeah. The first thing I did was uh, jiu-jitsu. Oh, okay. Uh, was it like what a Henzo Gracie Academy affiliate or a Hoyler or? Um, my brother actually started in Jacksonville at a school called Peacock, and the head guy in charge was Scott Devine, and he was a brown belt at the time under Helson Gracie. Oh, okay. Um, as time my brother became uh, an owner of a jujitsu gym under Helson Gracie himself. Oh, okay. I met Helson once. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. When I used to do, uh, it was like over 20 years ago. He did a seminar at uh, school I was studying at. It was up in karate there in Brazilian Jiu Jitsu there. Very nice guy. I still remember all the names he showed me. <laughs> yeah, 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 he's a, he's a really good guy. Yeah, very nice guy. So, how did you get into MMA? Um, you know, I ended up owning, uh, ended up taking over a school called Bone Island Jiu-Jitsu, which I still owned, and we were teaching jiu-jitsu a lot, and I had done a little bit of Thai boxing prior to that, and I just decided it was time to elevate the school, you know, past jiu-jitsu, so I started fighting MMA, and uh, that's, that's really kind of how I got into it, I guess, for the legacy of the school. Mm. How long ago was that? Like a year or two ago? A year or two. About four years ago. Oh, okay. Yeah, four years ago, I decided I wanted to actually start fighting MMA. It took me about a year and a half to get my first fight. Um, you know, the amateur amateur circuit's just full of people, you know, pulling out. So I've been in multiple situations where, you know, I'm 20 minutes away from Tampa, which is about a seven, eight-hour drive for me here in the Key West. And, you know, 20 minutes outside of Tampa, I get the phone call. Oh, buddy, I'm sorry. Your guy's not showing up. Yeah, I've heard um, that before. <laughs> I heard that's quite common illegal. in the amateur circuit. Yeah, it's illegal to put amateurs on a contract. So yeah. they're real easy to just not show up. Yeah. Which do you find uh, easier? Do you find easier uh, striking or grappling? Um, you know, that's a tricky question. I think it really depends on the opponent. Uh, my, my to go to style is definitely uh, jujitsu. So I think if, you know, worse comes to worse, I'm always going to resort to that. But I've been in matches where striking felt fairly easy. So I didn't bother going to jujitsu. Uh, did you do any wrestling in high school at all? You know, it's funny you ask that because I did wrestling for like a couple weeks and my girlfriend would come watch and the coach would just hit on my girlfriend. So I stopped showing up. He <laughs> 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 was like a 19 year old, you know, 19 year old coach hitting on like the 17 year old girls and stuff. No, that. <clears throat> I know you're from Florida, but on the, in the amateur circuit, 
and in a professional circuit. I want to ask you, what, which one is your favorite or MMA organization? Like for the amateur circuit near you, like, is there like a big My favorite MMA circuit in Florida, <clears throat> I would have to say is mine, Mile Zero Fights, of course. But if I had to pick someone outside of my company, that's really hard because there's two leagues down here. One's XFN and the other one's Combat Night. And man, they're really both like top notch when it comes to uh, people that I see doing events down here. If I had to pick one, I think I would go with the XFN just because they have a little bit cleaner edge, but combat night is all throughout Florida. So they're definitely got a bigger network than XFN. So. And you have your own fighting uh, circuit? Yes. Um, I host MMA fights uh, down in Key West called Mile Zero Fights. Ah, well, that's good. Yeah, we just had our last event actually this Saturday. Wow. That's great. Now, when you had your very first MMA fight, were you nervous? Um, yeah, actually, I was very nervous. I had a lot of years training under my belt, um, probably a lot more than most people when they start training amateur or fighting amateur. And uh, I, I remember, like, walking out and the camera being in my face, and I was trying to put, like, you know, that tough guy look, like, oh, I'm big, bad, I'm ready for this, I'm going to kill this guy. and. By the time I get up to the cage, the camera's still in my face. And now psychologically, I'm starting to think like, wow, I really want this camera out of my face already. Like, I just want to get in here and fight. Like, why is this guy four inches in front of my nose? And uh, you could actually see it in the video where I start getting kind of uncomfortable. Uh, as soon as I jumped into the ring, that anxiety went away, but I was super, super anxious. Um, and as soon as the bell rang, I noticed that it was really hard for me to think straight. Um, I made a lot of rookie mistakes that I shouldn't have being as much experience as I had. Um, but when I came out the second round, I, I, I like had it. I was like, I got this. This is easy. I can do this. And I ended up, uh, you know, finishing the, the match with a rear naked choke. That sounds like your big go-to move, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, what's a typical day for an MMA fighter like yourself? You, you I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Get up and you start running five, ten miles, or what, what do you do? What do I do for cardio? No, I mean, what, what's um, your typical day as an MMA fighter? Oh, my typical day. So I live down here on uh, an island. It's about two, four, two by four miles wide. You know, we're surrounded by a beach. So what I like to do is first thing in the morning, I go train. I do a lot of my stand-up during the day. Um, it, it helps me wake up and it doesn't wear me out as bad. Uh, then I normally go fishing and swimming. <laughs> you know, that pushes my, my cardio a lot. Uh, I like to free dive a lot. Um, my last time out, I was going, you know, 60, 65 feet free diving, spear fishing. Um, after fishing and swimming, I come back and I do my kids' class, and then I do my jujitsu, which is 6.30. I train in that. I do my 7.30 gi class. I train in that. And then I do my 8.30 Muay Thai classes at night. Um, when fight time comes around, I add the 9.30 extra credit class where we just kind of drill and spar. Uh, 
I, I don't understand how you guys, I give you guys credit, like you guys like, get banged up, but let's say you get banged up from a, a leg kick. How are you guys able to like grapple off the next? I've done on, um, like on and off like a year and a half and tie, like, well, not like 10 years ago. And I just remember yeah. at that, that time I couldn't do jujitsu because I had uh, injuries. So I just did Thai boxing. I don't know, that's what I guess people do. If they can't do jujitsu, they do Thai boxing. Right? Um, and I just remember, man, those leg kicks hurt. I'm like, there's, there would have been no way I could have grappled on that same night. Do you do you find that too? Like when you're done doing like one session, let's say a kickbox and your legs get messed up and you just push yourself through the training or especially when you're training for a fight or do you split it up? I, I, I purposely train my Thai boxing first. That way when I'm exhausted, I know I can rely on my jujitsu. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I try to put myself into a tired and exhausted state by the time it's jujitsu time. And that, that kind of helps with that as well. Um, you know, I also, I also do a lot of stuff for recovery. You know, a lot of, uh, a lot of, um, what do you call it? Like, uh, BCAAs and, Alminas. you know, and all that type of stuff. And, I, 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 I eat a lot of raw fish and I think it has a lot to do with my diet as well. That helps me with being able to stay very active. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. Um, like the greasy diet, I don't practice it to the T, but I do do a lot of the things that they recommend. I separate my carbs and my proteins. Um, you know, I try not to, mix citruses with main meals, um, stuff like that. And it really helps my body keep the fast metabolism. And uh, it help, uh, if I say I take a, a nap or something throughout the day, when I wake up, man, I feel ready. And I feel like I had a full night of sleep and I'm ready to train all over again. Oh, wow. And I'm here, I'm 32 now. So I'm definitely not like a spring chicken or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gets, gets harder as you get older, man. Trust me. <laughs> so I take you, you train all year round. Um, I guess your your living is pretty much you teaching in the martial arts school, correct? Oh yeah. <laughs> now. Oh yeah. In uh, in the world of uh, professional MMA, uh, who who's your favorite MMA fighter? Whether it's like favorite guy like you idolized growing up uh, or current or both. Like, who's your favorite MMA? Um, you know, I, I growing up, one of my favorite one of my favorite MMA guys was always BJ Penn. Mm -hmm. Um, he he was always uh, brave enough to take any fight. Obviously, he's still taking fights. Yeah, I guess. Um, yeah. I always looked up to BJ Penn. I always I always liked him a lot growing up as a kid. That's great. Now, what, what's your opinion on him now? Like people are, some people are saying you should stop. Uh, I don't know if you saw the comments, or I don't know if you ever heard, listened to the podcast before where I talk about me comments about Max. Um, They're gonna say, no, he's, you know, if he wants to stop or keep, you know, he can stop. If he wants to keep going, he, he can keep going. Because um, I think smashed, but he's been losing. Yeah, <laughs> I think. My personal opinion, I think he should stop fighting. Um, you know, he's, he's a little bit too old for it now. 
Um, but you see it a lot with these older fighters, man, just because it's, they get old, but they still have that fight in them. You know, they're still old battle axes. They're just yeah. dinged up and need to be retired. Um, but it's hard, it's hard to take the fight out of those guys, you know, even when it's apparent, you know, they'll crawl in there. <laughs> they'll crawl <laughs> in there, roll in there with their wheelchairs to fight. Exactly. You know, it's hard to take that a, away from them. <laughs> now, do you have any um, sponsors for you as a, as a fighter? Um, I do have some sponsors. I'm sponsored by Excel Chiropractic. It's a local lady here. She works a lot with uh, a lot of the top athletes. She keeps me in tip-top shape. I normally see her about twice a week. Um, she takes really good care of me. Another sponsor that we have is CrossFit Mile Zero. Um, they let me go in there and work out whenever I need to do any extracurricular stuff like pool sleds, a little Olympic lifting, um, things of that nature. Uh, and then I'm also sponsored by Anytime Fitness. They have, you know, like a sauna and massage tables and things of that nature. Okay. That's good. That's why you're giving a shout out and let everybody know who your sponsors are. You can let your sponsors yeah. give, give you some credit here on the show. Now, if any of my listeners or sponsors or any potential sponsors out there listening to the show need to get in contact with you, how can they do it? Do you have like a website or... How would they get in contact? Yep, you can contact us at gmail.com or you can check us out at Facebook at mile0fights.com. Now the zero is spelt out, so it's Z-E-R-O. Okay. And I guess everybody who's listening to the show, you know, that's the best way to get in touch with them. Um, Again, Eddie, I appreciate having you on the show. Uh, we'll be back after this break. It's Angelica from A Little Bit of Everything with Me podcast, and you're listening to Mark the Shark MMA Show. Today's show is brought to you by Audible. Audible is offering our listeners a free audiobook with a 30 day trial membership. Just go to www.audibletrial.com slash MMA show and browse the unmasked selection of audio programs. Download a trial for free and start listening. It's that easy. Go to audible.com slash MMA show. Why Audible? Audible content includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original shows, news, comedy, and more from leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, and entertainers. And if you need a book suggestion, I have two. One is called I Am a Survivor by Christina Ritorto, and the other one is written by me, Mark Ritorto, called The Cabal. The saga begins. Alright guys, we're back to the show. Are you guys interested in making money? Well, keep listening to the podcast. 
I'll make a special announcement on how you, the listener, can make money by listening to my podcast as well as other podcasts. Stay tuned. All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the sh- slash mark the shark MMA show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. guys we're back and now is the time for you guys to learn how to make money now you can easily make money by listening to this podcast by downloading an app called podcoin you either your android phone or your tablet or your iphone or your tablet and it's fairly simple for each podcast you listen to you earn points, and then you can redeem those points for either Amazon or Starbucks, or you can even donate it to charity. Now, by listening to my podcast and using this special promo code called MMA Show, that's the promo code MMA Show, you will get 300 pod coins just for signing up and using my code. Again, it's MMA Show, and the app is called Podcoin. You can get it from if you have an Android um, device, you can go to the Google Play Store. If you have an Apple device, you go to the uh, Apple Store. All right, guys, we'll be back. All right, guys, we're back on the show. And today we're going to be talking about the news going on in an MMA world. First off, we'll talk about Bellator 222. All right, guys. Now, I've talked about this before in the past, um, the fight between Rory McDonald and Eamon Gracie. But there's also some other interesting fights going on today, this weekend with Bellator. You got Leota Machida versus Charles Sonnen. And also Dylan Dennis, who's Conor McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach versus Max Humphrey. And then you also got another Gracie, who's uh, currently 1-0 in MMA world. He's, uh, f- his name is Hobson Gracie Jr. He's fighting Oscar Vera. So it looks like it's going to be a very good card. Um, I'm actually kind of looking forward to it. Uh, I've just actually recently been catching up on my Bellator fights using the Danzig Network. I actually saw some fights last week, and they were pretty good. I saw Rory McDonald versus Finch. Uh, which was cleared as a draw. Um, still don't know why they have that Grand Prix. I mean, you already have a world champion. That fight he had with Finch was for the belt, but then they have the Grand Prix uh, championships. I still don't understand the meaning behind that. But whatever. Get some extra fights in there, and I guess they fight for a grand prize. So that makes it very interesting. But um, getting back to the card, I think Rory's going to give... Hobson Gracie, a little bit of a problem because of his ability, uh, stand-up ability. I still don't think Neiman's Gracie stand-up is is really that great. 
Um, obviously, he's really good on the ground, but Rory McGregor, uh, Rory McDonald is uh, no stranger to the ground as well. So, I honestly think that Rory will take that one. I'm really rooting for Neiman Gracie. I would love to see a Gracie uh, family member. You know, I'm pro jiu-jitsu all the way. I actually claimed the belt. Now, on a second undercard, you have Leota Machida, the former UFC cha champion, fighting Chao Sonnen, who's got a record of 30-16-1. Machida's got 25, uh, 25 wins and only 8 losses. I think he'll honestly uh, win that one. Uh, I don't really see Chao winning that fight unless he takes him to the ground and somehow holds him there. Um, now, for Dylan's fight, I really do not know too much about uh, his opponent, Max Humphrey. Um, he is 3-2, and two, whereas Dylan Dennis... Dennis only has one MMA fight, and I think he won, if I recall correctly, by a leg lock. Um, I do think he needs some improvement with his hands. Maybe he'll show some improvement in the hands. Maybe show us something different to his uh, MMA game. So that would be pretty interesting to see what happens there. And then you also have, um, also on the card... You have Eduardo Dantes, who's a former world champion, fighting Juan Archuleta. I think Eduardo is going to win that one. Um, Hobson Gracie, I really don't know too much about him. I would be interested to see. Who knows, maybe he'd be like his cousin Eamon Gracie. Or, actually, I don't even know if they're cousins. They could be brother and sister for all I know. <laughs> um, not don't know too much about him, but it would be interesting to see. If uh, he does well, um, does as well as Neiman's Gracie has uh, been doing. Um, now getting back to some other MMA news. You got going on in the world here. Uh, supposedly, Ricardo Lehman has recently hurt himself back in UFC 238. He got his uh, jaw broken in three different spots. Um, so who knows when he's going to come back to fight. Uh, I wish him well. I think he's an exciting fighter, and I hope to see him back in the ring soon. Or I should say, in this case, the cage. <laughs> this is MMA, not boxing. Then you also got Conor McGregor, uh, who has been listed by Forbes magazine as uh, one of the top highest-paid athletes. Um, in 2008, he finished at number four, actually. And for 2019, he finished at number 21. Um, he's been doing, he's been uh, raking in the money there. Um, and according to Forbes, Conor McGregor earned $32 million in purses and pay-per-view bonuses, and another $15 million in endorsement. So it's pretty interesting seeing how he. Uh, Rakes in the Dell. Now, all right, guys, we'll be back after the short break with some more MMA news. All right, guys, we're back to the show. Just want to make a quick announcement. 
Uh, this past week, me and my daughter Christina were featured on a podcast called The Everett Lee Show. It's a very popular podcast. You can watch the interview on YouTube or on Twitcher, or you can listen to it on Podbean, Stitcher, and iTunes. Or the easiest way to do it is to listen to it on their website on the Podcast City Network. Their website URL is www.podcastcity.net slash everettleeshow.html. I'll leave links in the description of this particular podcast episode. Again, we just wanted to thank them for giving us a chance to be on their show. We talked about our books and how we came up with the ideas to write our books and what our plans for the future are. All right, guys, we'll be back to the show after a brief break. from a little bit of everything with me podcast and you're listening to mark the shark mma show and don't forget to like subscribe and rate to his podcast for more amazing episodes All right, guys, we're back to the show. This is Mark. And to all the listeners out there, we'd appreciate it if you uh, make a small contribution to keep the uh, podcast going. All you have to do is go to anchor.fm mark the sh- slash mark the shark MMA show and click on the support this podcast button. And it's Mark with a C and not a K. Again, it's anchor.fm slash mark the shark MMA show. guys we're back to the show with some more MMA news this time we're going to be talking a little bit about the PFL uh, just so you know last week they had the uh, light heavyweights competing you had some UFC veterans out there trying their best to uh, get into the to the final championships and win that pot of a million dollars um, at the championship level you had Vinny Magalesh who lost to Emilianko Sordo then you also had Kevin Taylor, who lost to Muhammad Desiree. Satoshi Ishii lost to Ziki Tuni Willie. And Jared Rolschalt lost to Dennis Golsov. There were some other fights on the card, but those were the main ones. In terms of the standing, obviously since uh, Vinny Megalesh didn't win, he's in 10th place. But in the top, top position, top two, you had Bozik Atev and Miliano Sordo. Uh... Bosek has a total of six points. Emiliano Sordo has a total of five points. Um, for those of you who aren't familiar with the PFL, they treat the MMA as a regular sport where they have a regular season, then they have the playoffs, and then they have the finals. And with each fight, each, if the person wins, they get a certain amount of points. If they win in the first round, I think it's worth five points. Second round, it's like three points. Third round, it's worth... Uh, Second point, uh, two points, and then it goes up from there. 
And also to please point out that Kyla Harrison is still in second place behind Sarah Kaufman for the women's 155 division. Now going back to this past UFC where you had the main event between uh, Henry Cejudo and Marlon Morez. That was a great fight. Henry Cejudo was able to pull it off. He was, uh, in my opinion, behind on rounds one and two and came back with a vengeance and TKO'd his opponent in the third round. Then you also had Valina Shinokenko defeating Jessica I with a, in the second round with a fantastic kick to the head. And then you had Tony Ferguson who defeated Tony Donald Cerrone by TKO due to a doctor stoppage. Um, he couldn't open up his eyes. His eye was swollen up like a balloon. But fortunately for Donald Cerrone, there was no broken orbital bone. So hopefully we get to see him in the future. Now getting back to Bellator, it looks like Scott Coker has no uh, issue with doing a cross-promotion with the UFC. As he does with the Risen, Viting, uh, Risen Fighting Organization. Now whether or not that will happen or not, that remains to be seen. To all the listeners out there, leave your comments. Use the Anchor app. And leave a message. And let me know, do you want the UFC to do a cross-promotion with Bellator? I'd like to know. Again, just use the Anchor app and leave me a message. All right, guys, we'll be back. Alright guys, we are back to show back to the show and now you'll be rewarded for your patience. Like I said before, if you listen to each podcast every week, you can win prizes. Every week the prize will be different. But you have to listen to the end of the podcast to find out how to win the prize and get entered into the drawing for the grand prize. In order to win this week's prize, you will have to be the 100th caller to leave us a message using the Anchor app. You can get the app app from the Google Store or the Apple Store. This week we'll be giving away a t-shirt with our logo on it. We also appreciate it if you email us by clicking on the email button on our Mark the Shark MMA Show Facebook page. By emailing us, you will automatically be entered to win a secret grand prize we will be doing at the end of August. Again, remember that each week the prize will be different. And you have to listen to the end of the podcast episode to find out what the prize is. Alright guys, we'll be right back. All right, guys, we're back. We're back on the show. Talk about some more MMA news. We got some interesting news about uh, the world of the UFC getting involved in the world of boxing. Seems like ever since Conor McGregor faced uh, Floyd Mayweather back in 2016, there have been rumors circulating about the UFC president, uh, U.S. Parent company, UFC parent company Endeavor getting into the realm of boxing. There's been very little confirmed on the event, however. But it looks like the, the, there are talks and negotiations between the UFC organization and Al Hammond's uh, boxing organization called Premier Boxing Championships. I'm not too sure what that will mean in the future. But if anybody has any comments on that, feel free, free to use the Anchor app and leave me a message. Also, we got Dylan Dennis talking some smack, saying that he's above everybody, a level above everybody in the, well, in the realm of MMA. 
I find that very hard to believe. I wasn't really that impressed with his debut performance in Bellator. Uh, he did win by a submission of a leg lock in the first round. But from what I saw, he kind of looked sloppy. I'm not sure what the listeners think about it, but feel free to leave a comment using the Anchor app. Also, in MMA news, we got Araya Faber, who's looking to get another title fight, particularly with Henry Cejudo. Apparently, after Henry Cejudo's recent win over Marlon Moranis at uh, UFC 238, he made some uh, comments during his win and made some interesting call-outs to the top fighters in the bantamweight and flyweight division, including Dominic Cruz, Cody Garbrandt, and Araya Faber. Now, the UFC famer Araya Faber says he's a big fan of Henry Cejudo, but he has no problems getting in the ring and fighting him. I would kind of be interested in seeing that, although I kind of think Araya Faber, although I love him, I think he's a little bit past his prime. Now, I'm not sure what everybody else thinks, Feel free to leave me a comment using the Anchor Message app. All right, guys, we'll be back. All right, guys, we're at the end of our show. This is Mark Retorto. I'm signing off. And don't forget to follow us on our Facebook page, it's called the Mark the Shark MMA Show, and it's Mark with a C, not a K. And also, feel free to leave us messages by using the Anchor app. And also, don't forget if you look in the mood for a good action thriller book to buy my book called The Cabal: The Saga Begins. It's available on Amazon and BarnesandNoble.com. And if you need a good book for your kid, get the I Am Survivor book or Invisible Girl book written by my daughter Christina Retorto. Also available on Barnes and Noble and Amazon.com. All right, guys. I hope you enjoyed the show and continue to listen to our shows every week. Thank you.